Okay, welcome back to Cards and Conversations. Miss Schrader, I apologize for the audio issues. Blaine is a genius and helped me figure out why it was recording through my car instead of the mic. So, so apologies, but we're here now. Um, it's Elsie, obviously. I'm joined by Blaine. Hey. <laughs> hey, Nessie. Um, and we're going to be doing our usual ramble. Um... I just got back from the choir concert, which was hilarious. The, hilarious. At one point during the boys' song, they all took their phones out and read the lyrics off their phones, and then Ethan Adams like slammed his phone his phone onto the ground, <laughs> and it was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Did they do anything for Mr. Dell? Um, they they brought they they got some like a big present thing for him, and there was a deck of cards that had like his face on all of the cards. And they got like a hat that said Lucky Charms on it because they oh, love to make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. I went to the band concert the night before and it, that was so much more sad. <laughs> I think it's because Della's left before. <laughs> so they were like, okay, yeah, whatever. He'll but be back next year. <laughs> he'll be back. Um, uh, there were lots of jokes about him still being in town and being like a wedding efficient. Which, by the way, Blaine, you'd be a good wedding efficient. Uh, why? I just feel like you'd be good at that. What's... I can ask... Maybe that's some weird thing left over from, like, Mama Mia or something. But, like, I think you would be good at I wasn't marrying Mama people. Mia. I don't know why I think that, but I think you'd be good at marrying people. I don't see why. I just, I just... see it for you. I see you in a suit marrying people. I'll just be Mr. Dell without the choir part. <laughs> <laughs> I just see it, though. I see it for you. You're going to marry exclusively gay marriages. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Be like, like there are Christian people who say they won't marry gay couples. You can be like, I will not marry straight couples. <laughs> You're like, this is against my religion to marry <laughs> any religion straight gay. couples. <laughs> yeah. It's against my beliefs to marry any straight couples. Um, and people would throw such a hissy fit about it and it'd be great. Yeah. Um... Do you have any finals going on tomorrow? I have the human bio final, which mm-hmm. I actually have to study for. Do you guys get a cheat sheet for that? I couldn't remember. No, not for human bio. Because mm. there's no labeling on it. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's pretty much just vocab. And multi, multiple choice. Multiple. I was multiple, <laughs> multiple choice. Um, are you worried about it? Uh, no. I'm going to wing it. Yeah? I don't think I'm going to study that much tonight. Honestly, with human bio... That's kind of how it is. You can use context clues. Yeah, and I can get... I think I did the math, and I can get, like, an 80 mm-hmm. or lower. Yeah, you I have a like high 75. enough grade in the like, You have a high enough grade in the class. Can <laughs> yeah, I speak? Because she does um, extra credit now for the mm-hmm. unused homework passes. Which is so... Ugh. They, she didn't do that for us. She was doing five per unused homework pass and all of us got like 25 goodness (laughs) extra credit points don't tell caitlin that because caitlin is mad that the class has changed since last year but a lot of people are mad about government too because a lot of people say we have government a lot of people just say we have it really easy like um Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of an example on a couple of the um tests we had like an index card or like a oh yeah he never did that with us yeah. And, I, and people usually have a really hard time with his test. I did not. But, I do. Um, did. I'm just good at history usually because I can guess 
very well. So bad at but, history. Um, because I can't do that very well, like at all. Do you have any other finals going on? The only finals that I'm gonna have, like for finals week, is personal yeah. finance and advanced chem. Every other class I'm done for the year. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because your accounting final's been done for like forever. Oh my god, I don't even want. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the A minus that the I'm getting. Headlight out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I only have a physics project left and this English capstone, hi, Ms. Schrader. Um, <laughs> and then that's pretty much it other than yearbook and yearbook is like an entire job in itself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they keep saying over the intercom that like after Tuesday, the seniors won't be allowed back. And every time they say it, I'm like, that's a lie. I will be coming back. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I will be back. I, I, I will be so. working on your book until the day I die, maybe. I don't know um, if the day I die is next week. But what is... Your guys' last day is Thursday, right? Yeah, and it's a half day. Yeah, so I will be back. Absolutely. I can't believe you're going away. I know. I'm, I'm stressed out about it because I, like, am... Oh, it's just a lot, you know? Yeah. Like, leaving. You just want to, like, take me with you? Yeah, I do. I'll be your emotional I'm gonna support. take you and Charlie and a lot of other people with me um, to college. You, you can... can call him Char. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but you can sleep on my couch in my dorm room and just stay there. Yeah. I was watching Heartstopper before you picked me up. <laughs> Blaine has watched Heartstopper, like, 50 times. This is my 13th. I don't even understand how you've done that. It's so like, good. Okay, first of all, you need to read the webcomic. I have. You have? I read it, like, as it was coming out. Good, 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 good. I, and now there's... And I read that thing, like, 20 times. Yeah, it's all the way so through. good. Oh, Blaine, you should read more webtoons because there are some that are close to being as good as Heartstopper. Heartstopper's kind of in a field of its own, but... I, Heartstopper, by the way, which is an incredible, like, LGBTQ plus comic and show on Netflix. I still have not finished it. Um, see. Which I know you think is sacrilegious, <laughs> but when I go home, I fall asleep in my bed, so. I think um, I've watched enough with both of us, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, you should get to watch it, Charlie, because I don't think Charlie hardly ever watches TV shows. Like, he just watches exclusively movies. And it's only eight episodes which are each like half an hour and that's probably yeah it's not very long it's not very long at all like having a movie night would be watching all parts stuff yeah he watches like two different three-hour movies in one night exactly that so he can yeah there's this new show that's supposed to be similar uh, oh yeah to hard stuff it's called young royals oh wait did you tell me about that (laughs) (laughs) i told you that (laughs) i wonder if the audio picked me up on me going I said that. I say that to people. <laughs> Two other people told me about it. And That's I completely so funny. forgot we had no, a No, it's okay. <laughs> that was really funny. Because I was like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> I was like, dude, I've been telling people that. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah, I've watched the first couple episodes of that one too. Is it I good? get really bored of TV shows. I don't. Um, it's, it's um, I want to say Norwegian, but I bet it's like, it's like Scandinavian or something, whatever. Um, it's made somewhere over there, but it is mostly in English, I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly. The actors are really cute. Weirdly look very similar to the actors in Heartstopper. Like, it's a... You know Cody Lackey? No. Okay, there's this running joke in 
our sub friend group, mm-hmm. um, that <laughs> I don't like this joke just mm-hmm. because I think it puts a lot of pressure on him for some reason. <laughs> but they keep on saying that we are Charlie and Nick from Heartstopper. Oh, he's Charlie. Yeah, it strictly mm-hmm. looks. You look like Nick. You do. <laughs> you look more like Nick than Kit Connor does. Oh, like from yeah, mm-hmm. from the comics for sure. From the comics, because people. Charlotte loves Kit Connor and like oh, Kit Connor's too. cute, but I don't really see it. Like he's just not my thing, really. <laughs> but um, he actually doesn't look like an incredible amount like Nick. No, and the person they casted for Charlie doesn't. I mean, like he does, but he doesn't. You know. Yeah, me and Cody look more like the comic. Yeah, yeah. Couple than. Yeah, the I I like that. Um. The actors they cast, though, aren't, like, ex- like they aren't incredibly attractive people. Like, I, th- I mean, they're all very cute. But I think they look like normal person yeah. attractive rather than, like, movie star, like... They look like they could come They're from, in their 30s. Like, they look like high school students. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah, it's great. I think that it's so cool to see, like, a love story, uh, especially an LGBT... Like, that's my point here, is to, like, see a high school love story, but it's LGBTQ. Because yeah. a lot of the time, like, when they do stuff like this, it it has to be, like, a movie like Love, Simon or something like yeah. that. But, like, to just have a nice, like, cute little show, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no big heartbreak or anything. Like, no. it's sweet. Yeah. And it's it's heartfelt. And it's nice. And you can watch it 13 times <laughs> and still enjoy it. But they need to make more stuff like that. Yeah. I saw Dylan Wright posted on his story that he watched Heartstopper and it makes him so depressed <laughs> because he wants somebody to date. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's hard not to watch Heartstopper and feel horribly alone. <laughs> I was about to say, I've told you the same thing. Yeah. I yeah. I will watch it in a night and then I'll go to school and be like, I want a Nick Nelson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have been saying that to me a lot. Where's my Nick Nelson? <laughs> yeah. Um, for sure. For sure. While we're on the topic of LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this right before. Yeah, right before the podcast. Yeah. It's so strange being the token gay for this town. <laughs> yeah. Because there are so many guys. Small rural town vibes. Yeah. There are so many guys in high school, so many parents mm-hmm. that have said, yeah, like, I'm against that whole thing, but, like, you're really cool. <laughs> you're really cool. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, I like, don't know. <laughs> all the people are like, you're so brave. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> So we all acknowledge the fact that it it you could be hate crimed <laughs> at yeah. any moment. Someone could beat you up, but thank God no one does. Or like but... freshman year when I came out, yeah. I had three guys be like, "Yeah, if I was gay, I would totally date you." And I'm just like, <laughs> is, "Is that supposed I, to?" Make I never me feel understand what that means. People say that to me too, or like, "If you were a boy, I'd date you," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Like, excuse me. <laughs> But I think they mean it all as a compliment. And then it just, like, comes out strangely. But it is so weird how often I forget homophobia is a thing. (laughs) No, yeah. Like, I know it's a thing. But, like, anytime I hear someone say, like, the F slur or something, I'm like, oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot that was a thing for a couple minutes. Because this town... A couple nice minutes. (laughs) This town's kind of good about it yeah it for really us is. being a small rural yeah, town like two thousand people full of farmers it, yeah it's really surprising man there's a lot of stereotypes going around <laughs> mm, yeah i feel like it really is like we have a very good thing here yeah i think that 
I don't know. People make it sound like even in like bigger cities, there's still like a lot of homophobia and bullying, but like we don't really have, I mean, I don't really know of anyone getting bullied for yeah. being gay. Well, here. I was talking to my mom about it and we were talking about how here in this town, being gay has not held me back. It hasn't kept yeah. me from any opportunities whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Wash U, it might. Not necessarily yeah. there, but the, you know, the jobs I get offered, mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah, It, it yeah. very well could. Mm-hmm. It's so strange that, like, our, you know, our generation has just been a lot more accepting. So, like, the older generation, even though they're supposed to be, like, the professionals, and, like, the people who know better they are still, like, set in their ways yeah. or that sort of thing. Where, like, you could be told that you shouldn't be open about your sexuality or something like that because exactly. it would affect you. I remember that when I was a bit younger, my mom used to say to me that um, if I was crazy open about my sexuality or if other people were crazy open about their sexuality, they weren't, like, asking for it, you know? But they were, like, you were putting yourself out there just to get bullied. Yeah, if you... Know? you- if you are super open about your sexuality, you have to know what risk comes with it. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. that's, I like, mean, that's, that's the world. just what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're comfortable with that and if you know how to, you know, delicately mm-hmm. handle those situations, um, then, you know, go yeah. for it. I think that the good thing is that now that like, I mean, I just made fun of people who say you're brave, but like you are brave. And I, I think that what's good about it is that I feel like, um, like Ben and Tavis say this. That there, lots of people approach them who are still in the closet to like talk about, like, hey, like, what is it like, and like, see, not even what is it like, but like, um, do you get bullied, and like, would I be okay if I came out and stuff like that? Do you ever have that? Never been approached by anyone. See, like, I hear people say that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've had at least one or two girls be like, "Do you like get crap sometimes?" And like, no. But also, I'm just not that open about it. But, um... But, I mean, as far as I go, I'm relatively... Very the, open. Yeah, the most open, open about it. Um, I mean, it's not, like, a secret. There are still yeah. some faculty members and parents that do get surprised, though. Yeah. I think that's so funny to <laughs> yeah. me. I don't know. I don't know how they can I think I just it. have a good gaydar. I don't know. And then again, sometimes I'm absolutely convinced with people, and then it's just completely proven wrong. I have an awful gaydar. I think it's just me being a hopeless romantic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a hopeless romantic too, Brian. Gosh. Lately, people have been like, oh, love is gross and things. I think it's like a thing of our generation that people are like, oh, screw love, just dating. (laughs) I'm like, I'm a hopeless romantic. I want to be married. I want to be in love with someone. (laughs) I want to be in love. Yeah. (laughs) And like... I, I expect all the things, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, poor Quinn. Quinn has, like, just so much relationship stuff happen to her. And I'm like, if the boy doesn't give me flowers, it's not happening. <laughs> I know. I just, like, Quinn and Tears of Both, I don't understand how, like, what they expect. I, yeah. There's just, like, a lot of, I, I don't know, so many girls want to be treated right, but then they'll, they, they want to be, they want to have something exactly and which means that they're willing to like lower their standards for like the fact that boys of this generation are pretty awful so yeah love you boy you're not included in them gotcha but like you are in the minority (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i my mom always says that you should date down 
as in date people who are younger than you, because they don't know what they can have yet. And what that means is they, like, they can date someone who's willing to, like, be treated like crap. But when they're younger, they haven't realized that yet. They haven't realized that, like, they could treat someone like crap and get away with it yet. True. Whereas, like, a lot, once the boys are older, they, they realize that they can treat girls like, like Quinn and, like, tears of, like, crap. And those girls haven't learned yet that, like, no, you should not let someone treat you like crap. Yeah. So, that's why boys date down, but girls should date up. See, what are you doing whenever you're or date gay down. and you're both men? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no advice. Um, hope that they are a good person, I suppose. Yeah, I haven't come across that yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I shouldn't say that. It's a sucky world. Freshman um, year, you know, I was with a good person. I just didn't want that kind of relationship. Yeah. And you you can back yeah, me up on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're in a small town. You're going to go to Wash U or wherever. I know. I'm so and excited. And you're going to be on dating apps and meet people. And you're not going to have to, like, you know take what you get you get to pick you get to be picky blaine exactly and that's what these girls need to realize you can be picky you can have standards you can have standards please have standards <laughs> oh my goodness my standards are um increased all the time honestly but i don't know where mine lie <laughs> i have very high standards um actually i i say that my standards are high but my standards are like be a caring person <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just be a, most people don't meet those standards somehow. Just be a decent human being and we're, we're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And I'm one of those people where it's like, if we disagree politically, like, I don't care. As long yeah. as you're a decent person about it, I really don't care. But somehow that's hard to find in a small town. It, and it's also just like, I'm apparently intimidating, so... But, um, it's hard to find someone who can respectfully disagree with you on yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a big deal lately, especially with, like, the stuff on, so- like, the way social media is. Yeah. There's this idea that, like, when it comes to your political opinions, you need to, like, argue it to death. Um, but that's not how it needs to be. Like, it doesn't need to be an argument. You can agree to disagree and respect someone for having an educated opinion. Like, I will always respect someone for, like, having research yeah, having facts up. that they can bring And, up. like, for being able to talk about the thing that they believe, for sure. Like, all day long. Tell me about why you th- feel that way. But when someone is like, oh, I feel, I think this, and then they won't explain it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, tell me, tell me why you think that. Tell me where that opinion came from. Like, from your parents or from, like, you being educated on the topic. Um, which, like, we're all still fairly young, so people are still learning their opinions on things, but... Honestly, I don't even know what mine are. Yeah. On I, some stuff I know, other stuff... Exactly. There's some stuff where I'm like, obviously, like, yeah. that is important to me, but th- there's some stuff where, you know, both sides make a good argument. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that it's good to be in the middle on things. I was about to say, I think I really fall in the middle with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I really... I really think that, um... I have this, like, saying, and it's, like, I don't believe in absolutes, which is funny because it's sort of a, sort of an absolute in itself, but, um, I don't believe in absolutes, and what I mean by that is that I am the sort of person who will doubt everything. I have anxiety, so, same, <laughs> the anxiety is real. Yeah. So, I will absolutely doubt 
everything I'm told. And I think that's good. Like, I don't think you should ever fully believe somebody. But I think that if there's, like, research and data that backs something up, you should believe that. And I think that when it comes to political opinions, it's important to hear every side of a story and um, learn a little bit of the good and the bad on something. Like, especially when you get to stuff with, like, echo chambers, where if you're really only listening to one side of the story, you're going to keep believing that side of the story. Yeah. Um, Which is a whole different topic, really. I could talk about that for hours. But um, I just wish that, like, in... Especially, like, in Herman, that we could hear more of, like... uh, That we could see more of, like, people being democratic. Because I almost feel like people get more hate for being liberal in town than, like, for being gay. Yeah, honestly. That's what I've noticed. Like, it's for sure... That's true, for sure. Because, like, um, there's people from last year, for sure... Who got bullied so much for their political opinions and at some people it was an overlap of their political opinions and their personality but people got bullied for being liberal especially in the like trump age kind of republicans um and i just think it's crazy that like people can be really accepting of people being gay but then like the moment you're you are a different political like political belief than you're you're out the door which goes back to that like can we agree to disagree you know i feel like it's really hard to have a strong dominating personality while also being in a minority yeah for sure it's so easy to that's so good blaine to point like remember that remember that i want to write that down okay (laughs) because my mom talks about this a lot that when women are in politics and they're loud people will often use like the the b word and we'll, we'll you know we'll call them bossy and say like Uh, she's so this and this. But, like, men in politics are often very loud. And often are all those things. But, like, when you're a minority, you're supposed to be perfect. If you're gonna be... If you're gonna be up on a pedestal, you have to be perfect. There can't be anything that anyone can pick apart about you. So if you are, you know... A little bit more loud or a little bit less nice about it. Like, anytime a minority is kind of even slightly rude about wanting their rights <laughs> people are like screw them <laughs> and I'm like okay so <laughs> we're clearly bad people at heart here <laughs> um but yeah because like um you know with me not having really a problem with being gay with anyone yeah um i think a lot of that has to come from the fact that you know i've been in the running for yeah. victorian i have had a lot of leadership positions. Yeah, you meet really high expectations. Exactly. So, I mean, to be heard, you need respect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's how it goes. And, I mean, it sets, like, I'm glad that people like you can, like, help that. But I wish that it didn't have to be that way. Exactly. And Um, also, something that everyone needs to realize is that you know, being gay, you have to have respect for the people that don't necessarily agree with that. Because you mm-hmm. can't, you're not going to change their mind. Yeah. They have to come to that realization on their own if they ever do. Mm-hmm. So you have to have respect for the fact that that's the way they grew up. Yeah. That's just how their life is. And, also, and it's hard you to know, change. That it's not on you to change people. Exactly. And also that it's not personal. There are lots of people who, like, they're going to be homophobic. Yeah. And you cannot take that to heart. Because, like, you just can't put that burden on yourself. 
Um, which for some people it takes a long time to realize that. But and honestly, sometimes uh, with myself, like in this town, you know, being scared of being hate crime, mm-hmm. I feel bad for that about that feeling sometimes, just because. Um, you know, I really... The thought left. Yeah. The thought just left my head, and I don't know where I was going <laughs> Well, I'm pulling over to check a text message real quick, so okay. you can think about it. You can think about Sweet. it. But, um... But no, we're having a deep conversation. Whoa. Yeah, I love this. Whoa. We're professionals. <laughs> love you, Miss Schrader. Um, I'm gonna pause real quick, though. Oh! I... <laughs> I figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. I was like, oh no. It... Sorry, I got sent a text message. <laughs> I was con- I, it was like a. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, anyway. Anyway, Blaine and okay. I just paused to, to furiously make out for a second. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. I paused to read a text message because texting and driving is wrong. I was actually really impressed that you pulled over. (laughs) Yeah. Texting and driving is wrong. And also, I totally would not have been able to open my phone while driving because it's hard to understand this voice recorder stuff. We're going to wrap this one up soon, though. Because I think, actually, as we sat there and I turned my recording back on, Maddie did reply. Oh, So, um, cute. Oh, yeah, I guess we're going to keep talking, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to keep talking (laughs) for, like, five, four minutes. Because we were having a deep conversation. I feel like, Ms. Schrader, if you're going to listen to one, I hope it's this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one or Charlotte's. Some of them are, like, rambling, and I feel bad about it. But this one was good. I'm happy to... I always have deep conversations with you, Blaine. I really admire you for that. Um... But You're like one of the main people I feel comfortable having these conversations Aww, with. I'm glad. Like I met with my counselor today, mm-hmm. and I just I don't know how to talk to her. Yeah. I and that was the same way with my therapist whenever I was in IOP. I don't know how to talk to them mm-hmm. because as much as I love having a non-biased opinion, they don't know my yeah. life. So I feel like every time I say something, I have to go into this backstory yeah. of why that is. Yeah, and I feel that way about therapy too. Where I feel like people a lot of people expect to immediately get something from it and i feel like you have to know your therapist for a while yeah before you can get to that point i am someone who's so closed off about certain parts of my life that i just don't think i could it would take me so long to get comfortable enough to really talk to someone yeah like that and um like, this was only the second time i met with my counselor yeah and she you know she was asking me what some of my long-term goals were were for counseling Mm -hmm. and I don't really know yeah I just want to feel okay (laughs) yeah yeah and it's tough I've been talking about um on this has been like a theme on the podcast is talking about people's experiences with therapy really and I've been talking a lot about people like their therapist is like a life coach for them where they talk about like tips with your ADD and things like that but when it comes to depression and anxiety like that's something that's gonna be there yeah and it's tough because when a therapist asks you especially if you're someone who like like me is got pretty much gonna have anxiety for the rest of their life. Um, I don't really know what to say to a therapist about that. If a therapist asks me, like, "What are your goals?" Well, it's like, I don't want to have anxiety. Yeah, but to, like, like, I not don't be think that's all the gonna time. happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think you can magically wave a wand and like poof, poof, your anxiety is gone because you talked about your dead dad. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's not gonna happen for me. Um, so I don't my, know. My it's, therapist even said she was saying, you know, after she asked me what my goals were, 
I said, I, I guess to just not feel anxious all the time. Yeah. And to, like, have some motivation mm-hmm. to do the things yeah. that I want to do. And she was like, oh, okay, what are some smaller goals? And I was like, I don't... <laughs> what are some smaller goals? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's, that's just what I want. You're going to be like, what? tell me a smaller goal. I'll say it if you want me to say it. I don't know what a smaller goal would be. Because um, I don't... I guess... I guess maybe she wants you to pick an individual thing that makes you anxious that you want to get over. Everything. <laughs> well, like, what's... I mean, like, for... Uh, I'm trying to think of something. I'm so subconsciously anxious that it's hard for me to pick something. Same. Um, I will say, I know... This was actually kind of where we got to today yeah. and where we ended off. Um, I think the main thing we're going to be working on for a while is separating my self-worth from my academic ability. Yeah. Because those are, for me, they're the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. If I'm doing poorly academically... Which isn't good, but you know that. Yeah. Then I am doing poorly in life, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I am worth the time. Um, yeah. So, you know, getting... Getting through bumped that. Bumped down to yeah. salutatorian this year. Uh, yeah. Which is tough. Um, well, that's, I mean, that still feels like a big goal to, to get through that. I know. It's going to take a long time for you to process that and to realize yeah. that, like, you mean so much more than that. And because she, she said, like, as soon as you're done with college, you're really going to feel, you know, really down about yourself because you won't have yeah, an you academic don't have a grade. score. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's really what it's like once you get into a job. It's more about completion than completion of projects and meeting deadlines especially in accounting ever is yeah you can't really, ever is about your grade or anything yeah you can't really like excel on efficiency i suppose yeah on how fast you do something and how you know little errors there are yeah but as far as accounting goes it's really just about plugging the right numbers in mm-hmm. in the right spot whether you do that faster or slower that's yeah. what makes you a good accountant yeah and i mean there's also to say that regardless of your job you get to grade yourself on how you feel you're doing, you know? Yeah. And it's up to you to decide, like, what is important to you and what makes you happy. Um, you know? Yeah. I am so <laughs> scared as an accountant that I'm going to screw up somewhere and somebody's... You're going to get, like, a tax fraud charge. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> scared of that because yeah, it, it happens. That. People, businesses will mm. say it's their accountant's fault. But some yeah, business people, yeah. some business people lie to their accounts about the financials. Well, I'm sure there are lots state. of things put in place to fix. God, I hope so. <laughs> to keep that from happening. Um, I think we might wrap it up because there's potentially another podcast getting recorded tonight. Right. Um, ooh, so I've been very happy to have Blaine on. I love talking to you. We're going to keep talking, I think. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure, for sure, for sure. But um, thank you, Miss Schrader for listening in um <laughs> wish, wish i had you as a teacher my one listener blaine was happy to be a part of the podcast he wishes he could have you as a teacher yeah <laughs> um i weirdly i want to say love you <laughs> like my, my brain call? started to say love you <laughs> well, the jack harlow have you seen the jack harlow thing where he said i'll see you later love you and Emma Chamberlain goes, love you. And then she's like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Anyway, bye.